Hello and welcome back to the Gamers Up podcast. Now I'm going to address the main issue that's been happening recently, to do with the podcast anyway. Now, obviously, as you may know, the last episode I uploaded was the Crash Bandicoot episode and that was about four, four, yeah, three to four weeks ago. Now, obviously, that's no problem with anyone watching, no problem with, like, Spotify, anything like that. That's just because I haven't been uploading. No, I just wanted to take a break, you know, just relax a bit um, before actually properly getting into this. Because, while it may seem like I'm just having fun, and I am actually, but it does actually take, it can actually take effort, like, having to create an episode every single week about a different game, like, all that sort of stuff, and, yeah, it's obviously just, I needed a break from it. But now, I'm back, and I'm going to try to stick to doing a weekly upload schedule, and that would be every Monday, or if, if, obviously time permits it or if i'm not able to do it every monday every tuesday but obviously i'm trying to do it every monday now the game i'm going to be talking about today is halo now obviously i will hope you have heard of halo because it halo has a special place in my heart as the first game i ever played I remember playing it on the on the first Xbox, you know, that big, chunky one that's been, like, celebrated now for 20 years. I remember playing Halo on that, Halo Combat Evolved, and, oh my god, that, I think that really started my love for gaming. I love for gaming, Halo, action games, stuff like that, even though, obviously, I like other games, but it really did start my like of gaming. Now, obviously, the quality isn't the best on it like back then, but I would happily go back and play that again on the old Xbox just for nostalgia and just the fun of it. Now, Halo is a game, it's set in, the fu- it's set in like future hundreds, of, like a couple hundred years, I think, in the future. Um, there's an alien race called the Covenant, not very best friends with humanity, there's forerunners, things like that. Now, I'm going to be going through the story today. I'm going to be going through the story and gameplay, and the may, if I can think of one, be a bonus section. But I'm going to be going through the story and gameplay because I believe that'll take up most of the episode. Because, yeah, you'll find out. Now, I'm not going to be going through the story like any of the laws from any books or comics or any extra things like that. I'm just going to be going off the main Halo games. Now, I could be going off some of the extra Halo games, the ones that don't follow, like, really properly the Master Chief story, but that's when things start to get a bit intertwined and complicated, so I'll just go off the main Halo games. Now, Halo starts with you waking up as Master Chief while the ship you're on, the Pillar of Autumn, gets attacked, and while you're getting attacked, you notice something floating in the middle of space, a ring. Halo. Now, that's meta. Now... When, now, obviously, you're getting attacked, so you've got to escape the ship. You get to the lifeboats, po- you crash down on the ring, so does the Pillar of Autumn, blah, blah, blah. Now, making your way across the ring through the different missions, you you begin to see that this ring, it's it serves a purpose. A strange one. After being invented by a ancient race called the Forerunners. And you later discover that the rings were actually used and have well have been used before and were made to be super weapons and could wipe out all life in the galaxy now obviously that being said luckily none of the rings well we'll get onto that none of the rings were ever fired thank god but 
they were made to be fired and you have come across some close calls. Anyway, during, ha during Halo 1, you fight across the Halo ring, um, going through different missions such as Assault on the Control Room or the Library, which, by the way, deserves a place in hell. Now, I love Halo, but if you have if you have heard of Halo but haven't heard of the infamous library levels on Halo 1 and 2, I just think you're lucky, to be honest, because I have heard of them and I have played them, both of them. And let me tell you, I have never wanted death so much. From its awkward checkpoint spacing to the absolute slurry of enemies coming at you, the library levels are... They, no, they don't deserve a place in hell because they are hell, literal hell. Now, obviously, the libraries serve some sort of impact towards the Halo array, blah, blah, blah. And you fight through them, you get what you want, yeah. Now, during Halo 1, as well as the alien race known as, like, well, alien races that make up the Covenant, you discover there's some other sort of race, but a more deadly one. The Flood. The Flood is this parasite-like species that will take over any host it can encounter. Humans, Covenant, it don't care. And it will take it over and really turn it against you. And fighting the Flood can... is The Flood is what makes the library levels the worst. I wouldn't mind fighting Covenant on the library levels. I'd probably be happy because what am I fighting? A couple jackals, some stupid shield grunts, some stupid grunts that are basically just bodies... They're just, they're just extra bodies, they're just shields at the end of the day. And elites only pose a little bit of a challenge. But once you get used to elites, it's easy. But you can never get used to the Flood. Because no matter how much you fight them, no matter how used to are you are fighting them, you will never be able to get amazingly good at fighting the Flood. Because it will always find a way to stop you from doing so. Now, towards the end of the Halo game, you learn that, obviously... You know, Halo, it's used for a different purpose. And the monitor, which is this floating bauble thing, obviously, after your AI Katana clears things up for you, you find out that it's not thing, that's not a thing that will wipe out the flood or eradicate it like you thought. It eradicates its food by wiping out all sentient life in the galaxy. Now, you stop this by destroying that Halo ring by overloading the Pillar of Autumn's reactor after finding its crash site and putting your hand through the head of the captain. Again, there, there are many things I may mention which you'll need to play Halo to understand. But hope, seeing as this is a gaming podcast, you might you may know some sort of knowledge about gaming. Now, obviously, I am just going to go a bit into the podcast after saying that, actually. This podcast, is, this podcast is being made not just for people who like gaming. The podcast is, gonna, the podcast is being made to hopefully break a sort of stigma, I guess, around gaming that a lot of people think, you know, because I know, I'm not saying a lot of people do, I'm not saying like loads of people do, but I know quite a few think gaming such like a boy thing to do, especially shooter games, and I know girls that, that do play video games, and we need to break the stigma around that and get more people, even if you don't play games, just get interested in them, especially in the story, and like some of the aspects of, like that of games, because I reckon it'd be great don't I don't like want people like all oh gaming's such a boy thing to do or gaming's so boring why do you do that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we don't we don't bash on your hobbies so just lit just understand 
for a minute why gaming is such a big part of people's lives. Because a lot of the time, like with people reading books, gaming can be used as a sort of escape. To escape from troubles you may be facing and just have have something fun to do. Have a, have a bit of happiness in your life. Because I know that it has helped me on many occasions, gaming, make, giving me that little bit of happiness. And with that being said, I'll just round off this quick little point with saying that if if you're listening to this as maybe like as a little, you know, you've seen my podcast, like you're a friend of mine, you've seen my podcast and you may not like gaming, just, just hear me out. You don't have to be a big gaming fan. You don't have to play Xbox or PlayStation, whatever console you play, every day. All I ask is that you listen and that you understand how gaming can be a good release for your emotions, a good escape. And un and just listen for a bit. Because I'm telling you that while you may not have to... While you may not, I'm not asking you to try gaming. I'm just asking you to sympathise with the people who do like gaming. Empathise with them. Because I'm telling you, if you can, it may really help some people. Now, back on Halo. The start of Halo 2, after escaping the ring on a bomber jet, basically, well, <laughs> basically what's a space stealth bomber, you end up on a space station, which is not really explained, but, you know. You end up on a space station, the space station gets t attacked by Covenant again, because, <laughs> why not? And you escape it again, well, actually, you escape alive this time, and the space station's, you know, intact. Apart from the fact you went floating through the space with a big Covenant bomb. And crash landing on one of your friendly ships and sounding like a brick. Yeah. I just thought I'd let that sink in for a moment. Now the next couple of missions you go through fighting on uh, on a city in Earth called New Mombasa, New Mombasa, which isn't a real city as far as I'm aware anyway. <laughs> GCSE geography's helping. Um, it's not a real city as far as I'm aware, but I believe it's meant to be in Africa. But yeah. You end up, you fight in New Mombasa, and turns out one of the Covenant's leaders, one of their carriers, is over the city, and you need to get there and find out why. Now you get shot down, you fight through, you fight through a lot of enemies, you get a tank eventually, fun. And then that's when the game starts getting interesting, because after you finish the New Mombasa area, you switch to a different perspective, an arbiter. The arbiter has been disgraced he's lost his armor and he has to earn it back by wearing arbiter armor because i don't because of his failure to secure the first halo ring in halo one you see what's happening now um it's really interesting because it's such a contrast between fighting fighting enemies like that fighting you know these enemies that are really evil and just want to kill humanity to really siding with them but some of the missions in the game you play as the arbiter some you play as master chief either way you fight through the game now after doing some of the arbiter's stuff taking down this heretic you switch back to master chief and you find another ring known as delta halo now i believe the first one now obviously it would make sense but i believe alpha halo i may be wrong because i don't take time to fact check this because this is all just straight me saying this. I don't have a script or anything. This is that's why there may be some mistakes in what I'm saying. But you know, I don't want of those people that spend hours writing a script and then just read off of that because that would be boring. You don't get the improv like me making stupid jokes about GCSE geography and how it's not helping me whatsoever, and I regret it. And 
Oh, God. What have I done? Anyway, yeah, you go on to Delta Halo, fight, and you end up actually taking out one of the Covenant's leaders. And then nearly getting shot to death and getting captured by this weird tentacle monster that controls the flood. Okay, let me take a sip of my drink. Now, after being captured by the tentacle monster, he sort of... He, swindle, he swindles us a bit. Because he's captured the Arbiter as well. And what he does is he he tells the Arbiter the truth about the rings and lets him know, yeah, blah, 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 it's a big super weapon, will wipe out, you know, the Arbiter's race and that and all that sort of stuff. And he says that we have a common enemy, the Prophets. Now, while switching between playing missions as a chief, escaping from the Covenant's holy city to the Arbiter fighting to this to the control room for this halo, it gets a bit strange because you never know where the placing is really because the chief he's just he's chasing one of the prophets while the arbiter's stopping the ring from being fired but you based on the time and the fact they're both sent out at the same time you can assume you know you can assume they both happen at the same time you've you've got to assume that really but yeah you fight through you actually end up having a boss fight which is yeah, which was the first time that happened in Halo. You've had mini boss fights before, fighting things like the Hunters, but this is an actual proper boss fight where you have to beat it to win, like an actual boss, which is this big brute guy with a gravity hammer. So after beating him, you stop the Halo Halo ring from being fired, and yeah, and the Chief crash crashes down on Earth on a Forerunner ship. Simple. Now, onto Halo Three. Now, Halo 3 is where the story really picks up the place. Like, p place? Really picks up the pace. There we go. I can barely speak English. Right. Now, the, the story in Halo 3 it gets a bit complicated, I guess. The Prophet is above Earth. No one knows why, but he's at Earth. Now, with this, you're obviously, you're fighting on Earth. You're fighting back, you, you get to like, you get to this base, it gets attacked by Covenant, yeah, yeah, you've got to move to another area. But then, you realise something, the Prophet is extracting something, a portal, to a place that can fire all the Halo Rings at once, oh god. Now, obviously, when you find out that, you won't stand for it, you go, you end up getting pulled into the portal after defeating after defeating some of his things. Covenant ship comes down with your missing AI. Oh, yeah, she went missing in the last game, Cortana. Um, well, actually, it has a recording from her. But anyway, yeah, the Flood are back again. And you find them more. Luckily, there's no library level in this game. Now, after fighting through the story on the Ark and everything else, you end up... Getting, you end up going to Hyde Charity, and after kill, after killing Truth, obviously, he's one of the prophets, after killing him, you go to Hyde Charity, and you rescue your AI. And then you and the Arbiter make one final, last-ditch effort to stop this. Now, on the, well, when during this, you crash down on a pelican, which is a ship, with a friend of yours in this big, massive ship, ready to get you out. You go with this with the monitor back from Halo One after you know some reason he's helping you this time even though he was mean to you in the last game. What he does is he helps you fire the ring. However, you tr you have to fire it prematurely and he does not like that because it will destroy it. So he attacks your friend. You fight him. You set off the ring. 
yeah. And you actually get out of there. But during going through the portal to get out of there, you, the ring explodes and your ship gets cut in half. The Arbiter's side lands down at Earth and he gets rescued. It's fine. But where's the chief? Well, the chief ends up just drifting in the middle of space. He hops into cryosleep. You see a nice little memorial thing at the end of the game for everyone who died, with the chief being among one of them. But he's not dead. But they think he's dead. So, yeah, and that's where Halo 3 ends. Now, Halo 4... Halo 4 is different. It is different on a big level. Now, actually, no, I've skipped past that. I've skipped to something. After Halo 3 was released, we saw the release of Halo 3 ODST, which saw what happened actually right after an earlier event in the Halo 2 game, where you play as ODST, Orbital Orbital Drop Shock Troops. Yeah. Now, while playing as them, you fight through the city to find your comrades after crashing down after an incident, blah, 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 blah. Now, Halo Reach was an interesting game because it's actually a prequel to all the Halo games. It's a prequel to Halo 1. Basically, you're a member of this team called Noble Team. You're a Spartan, whatever. You actually um, you actually speak a lot of lines compared to a lot of the time in other Halo games. But, yeah, you fight through. And at the end, you take this AI, Cortana. Yeah, that's right. That's Master Chief's AI. You take the AI to the Pillar of Autumn. The Pillar of Autumn launches off. You and your team are all dead. Oh. Halo Reach was a lot more fun when it was just me, Jolly, ki Killing Covenant, playing it. And then everyone started dying. Jesus. Anyway, on to Halo 4. Halo 4 sees four years later, Chief waking up after being scanned by something. You find out that thing was a planet, because you got scanned by a big metal planet. Let that sink in for a minute. Now, after getting scanned by the big metal planet, you encounter Covenant. <sighs> yep. Now, obviously, the elites were meant to be on your side, but things happened like they always do, considering Afghanistan this year, which is a bit political and I won't be talking about because <laughs> it's a gaming podcast and I ain't going into po politics. But, <laughs> you know, want to see a game, want to see a politics podcast from the same person? we'll do it now anyway yeah you fight you get pulled into the giant metal planet you go to the middle of the planet you f you wake up some big forerunner dude uh what else a uns unsc ship uh infinity gets pulled into the planet which means you basically just got your friends stuck here as well um that's about half the game recapped in about 10 seconds uh you chase after the big dude after disobeying orders from the man after seeing a mystical ghost woman again and magic power. Um, what else? Oh yeah, you use a nuke on the big dude and you somehow survive, but your AI dies. Right, that's Halo 4 recapped onto Halo 5. Now you start this playing as a new team and a new person. Captain... Uh, Spartan Locke. I couldn't remember his name. I can't remember his first name. Now, I believe his name actually is Spartan Jameson Locke. Again, I may be wrong on that, 
but I'm not spending time to research it, I'm spending time to record this, so bear that in mind. Now Halo 5, you switch between playing as Master Chief, Spartan Locke, Master Chief gets tricked by his old AI which is basically turning evil now, Spartan Locke tries to stop it, Master Chief doesn't listen until the end when it's a bit too late and she's trapped him, yeah, smart. And you fight, you basically have three way fights between enemies, you, you, Covenant and Forerunners. And at the end of the game you, mes you, rec uh, you rescue Master Chief and his team and Cortana gets away, sadly. But, you know, no one actually cares. She's evil. And actually, it's going to be something I'm going to be talking about in a minute. I hope I see a payoff to this in Halo Infinite. But, yeah. And in the cutscene at the end, you see Master Chief being reunited with the person who made him. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Dr. Hol Catherine Halsey. That's the name. And the Arbiter as well, which is must seem like a long time. Now, in the legendary ending of the game, because this is a thing, by the way, um, in the legendary endings of Halo games, you normally get an extra cutscene. And in the legendary ending of Halo 5, you see a ring, which haven't been present since Halo 3. And that sort of hinted, you know, next Halo, ga Halo game, there's going to be a ring. And boy, it came true. Halo Infinite. Set to come out on the 6th of December, and... Probably going to be one of the probably one of the best Halo games ever, depending on how um, I think three four three studios. I think they're still the ones doing Halo. Uh, yeah, it used to be Bungie. Now it's three four three. Halo Infinite looks like it's going to be amazing. From the camp, from the multiplayer to obviously the most renowned part of Halo, the campaigns. It just looks excellent. The campaign is going to be a free free world like open free roam open world thing, from the sounds of it. Fighting this enemy called the Banished, which is only in Halo Wars Two, which I never played because I don't know. It just seemed like it didn't have that much of a Halo feel to it. It had all the vehicles. It had some complex lore. It it had everything, but the classic Halo feel, and that was you know. Boots on the ground, rifle, gun, whatever. Fighting enemies. But, Halo Infinite, you fight the enemy that was in Halo Wars 2, the Banished, while taking place on, you guessed it, a ring. I believe this one was Installation 00, so... I, I don't know. I, d I don't get... I can't remember which installations are which, okay? But... This one is Installation 00 from what? No, that's the Ark. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> this is why you do your research ahead of making something like this. No. Installation... Installation 07, that's the one, I think. <laughs> it's probably not right. I think it's Installation 4, but... Anyway, yeah. Takes place on a Halo ring after a couple games without them, and it looks amazing. The Chief has a grappling hook now, and there's a Cortana clone, which is meant to help you shut Cortana down. But it just looks excellent with upgraded graphics to new mechanics, like I said, like a grappling hook and other things like that. It looks like it's going to be amazing, and I also feel like we're going to reach the pinnacle of armor customization because from what I've seen. You can get cat ears on top of your on top of your Spartan, and oh boy, I'm gonna have some fun with the armor customization. 
Now, obviously, there was a beta, there was a beta flight for the Halo Infinite multiplayer, which I never played, sadly. Um, but from things I have seen about it, it does look excellent. And anyway, I know that we're fighting the Banished in this, and that's what I was saying about at the end of Halo 5. I hope that we do get a payoff for this whole Cortana thing, because normally, you know, Halo doesn't leave things empty-handed. Normally, it'll, it'll continue the story in the end of the game, like in the next game, I mean. However, wait, no, yeah, I, I just said about you have to shut Cortana down in it, so we'll get a payoff to it. I hope we do, and it doesn't just push it off to another game as well, like, because that's one, that's one of my personal dislikes about games, when it does one small bit of, bit of a story fighting this one enemy and spanning it across multiple like multiple entries of the same game and it just really annoys me um yeah i think though that's the story completely talked about because like i said i'm not going to talk about halo wars or anything like that because i've i was never a big fan of them now the gameplay there's not much to say You've got guns and grenades. That's about it, really. You're fighting enemies. Although, and you can't really sprint in Halo, which was really annoying. Well, you couldn't You couldn't in the first three games. Now, you was able to in Halo Reach because you got these certain abilities, and one of them was a sprinting ability, and that allowed you to, like, sprint, which, obviously, I think it had a mixed reception. But then... Obviously, in Halo 4 and 5, there was just a button you could use to sprint no matter what thing you had on. No matter if you had a locking ability on or whatever, you could sprint whenever. And I think that was good because I do feel like sometimes you you were just moving really slow in other Halo games. Because you just had to waddle everywhere in your Spartan army you can't take off. But yeah, that's really it. You fight, you fight enemies, you've got overshields which protect you from damage a bit I guess, and... That's it, I guess. Like I said, in Halo Infinite, we're seeing things like the grapple hook, but gameplay, there's not much I can talk about because it's like any other shooter. You have guns, you shoot enemies, simple. So, now, due to the fact, surprisingly enough, we're almost at half an hour and I've actually managed to waffle on for half an hour, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Now, obviously, like normal, I'm not going to beg you to subscribe, I'm not going to go, like, oh, please follow the podcast now. Follow if you want. And mem remember that message I said earlier. This isn't just for people who like games. The podcast is for people who either love games, who either don't like games, or maybe are just getting into games. It doesn't matter. I just want something people can watch just so they can know a little bit about, more about gaming and certain games. Now, I have got another announcement. Which obviously, if you're some of my friends listening to this, you'll probably you'll know about. In my in my bio on the Instagram, you'll see the link to the merch store. Official game is up. First edition merch is now available to buy. You can you can buy women and men's t-shirts, women and men's hoodies, I believe. I think so. Anyway, um, I I just can't remember if we did women and men's hoodies. Uh, you can get a face mask, two different times. Two different types of mugs, a sticker, and I mean, you can get a long sleeve shirt as well. And I mean, it's the Christmas season, so we've got a limited time Santa hat. So yeah, if you want, I guess, cop something from the Games Up store. Yeah, all all profit 
all profits will, as I see fit, go to improving the podcast. As much as as much as you can use money to improve the podcast, whether that's you know paying into some editing software to make a better photo or even just getting better equipment, all profits will go to that. And yeah, follow if you want, and stay tuned for next week. Thank you for listening. This has been the Game Is Up podcast, and I'll see you next Monday. Goodbye.